Father and our God, we bless and worship your name in Jesus' name. Father, as I open my mouth today, send forth your word in Jesus' name. Let your name be glorified. Let your name be exalted. In Jesus' name I pray. Today we are going to continue on what we have been talking about, that Satan does not at all stand in any position of advantage over the Christian in regard to spiritual warfare, but rather he stands in a position of disadvantage. Remember I said to you, if there is war looming between two nations, if there is a threat of war between two nations, if war is about to break out between two nations, it is pertinent and very reasonable for each of the nations to inquire concerning the strength of the army they are about to go to war against. This is necessary so that none of them will start a warfare that she cannot finish that will be too much for her and also so that each army can measure the strength of the other army and can properly strategize and prepare and know how to fight such an army. We went into the scriptures to find out how great Satan's power is and we discovered that Satan's power is a very weak power compared to the power that Christ has given to his disciples, the power that God Most High has given to his children. Remember that Satan is a created being, just like you are a created being. He's not God. God made both man and Satan by his power of creation. Both Satan and man are in the class of created beings. God created Satan as an archangel, a man, of course, as a human being. But God is no longer on the side of Satan because he has rebelled against God. So that's a great disadvantage for him. And God is on the side of the Christian person who has been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Always remember that you have God's backing and Satan does not have God's backing. God is behind you. God is not behind Satan. So you are bound to defeat him. You are the one that will defeat him. He is the one that will fall before you. He is the one that will fall before you. It's not you that will fall before him. Because God is behind you and God is against him. God is not behind Satan. God is against Satan. Hallelujah. The fact, the truth that God is behind you as a Christian person and that God is against Satan. This gives you a great advantage that is enough to make you overcome the devil gallantly every time. 100% every time. Today we shall begin to talk about what Jesus said about Satan in the Holy Scriptures. The statements Jesus made about Satan show very clearly that he, Satan, cannot stand before the power that Jesus gave to his disciples. They show clearly that Satan is bound to fall before a Christian who stands on the word of God, who calls on the name of Jesus with true and genuine and unshakable faith. Yes, hallelujah. Let's begin by looking at Mark chapter 16, verses 17 to 18. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. In these two verses of scripture, Jesus mentioned five things. 
five signs that will follow every true believer in Christ. And the first is this. In my name they shall cast out devils. Look at that. The fact that Jesus says his disciples shall cast out devils reveal clearly that he has given them power greater than the power of devils. He has given them power greater than the power of Satan their master because he's the one backing them up. Jesus would definitely not ask his disciples to do what they don't have power or ability to do. So the fact that he says they shall cast out devils reveal very clearly that he has equipped them with spiritual power that is greater than the power of Satan and his angels and his hosts. That's why he said to them they shall cast out devils. And this is said to every believer. He didn't say pastors shall cast out devils. He didn't say evangelists or prophets or teachers. But every Christian, whether male or female, young or old, every Christian, everyone in Christ has been given the power to cast out devils. Everyone in Christ has been anointed with spiritual power that can overcome satanic power. The second sign to follow believers is that they shall speak with new tongues. Number three, they shall take up serpents. Number four, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Number five, they shall lay hands on the sea and they shall recover. Take note of number three, they shall take up serpents. This again is referring to satanic power. The word serpent there is referring to Satan and all his power, all his host. They shall take up serpents is not insinuating that they will be behaving like snake charmers or magicians. No, that's not what he's saying. It's revealing that they shall be clothed, anointed with great power such that the power of serpents will become very minute before them. They will become like small things, like pieces of paper that you can pick and throw away. You know, if the wind blows and blows pieces of paper into your compound, you pick them, you throw them away or you burn them up. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying, that satanic power, power of serpents, power of Satan at all levels shall be reduced so small before the believer in Christ that they will be as powerless as pieces of paper that the believer can pick and throw away. Hallelujah. Every one of these five signs that Jesus said will follow every disciple of his show great investiture with great power. See, in my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. All these five signs show investiture with great power. It proves certainly that God is backing the believer in Christ with great power. That can heal the sick, that can cast out devils, that can destroy the power of poisons or charms, that can heal the sick, that can do signs and wonders. Hallelujah. As it was at the time that Jesus made this statement for the first time, so it is now and so it shall be forever. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Let's look at Luke chapter 10 verses 17 to 19. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Look at that. Jesus saw in the spirit how satanic power was falling before his disciples. He said, I beheld Satan fall as lightning from heaven. When lightning shines in the east, in a moment it reaches to the west. So Jesus is saying, Satan readily submitted to his disciples. He saw it. He saw how the devil and his host readily bowed before his disciples. I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Every demonic power fell before them. Within a moment, as soon as they spoke, they fell before them. As soon as they spoke, everywhere they went to, satanic power fell before them. And that should be your experience today. Everywhere you go, satanic power must fall before you. Because Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. Your experience must not be different from those of the disciples as we are reading in this place. 
Verse 19, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's it. Jesus has given to you, O child of God, the power to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Serpents and scorpions here refer to different cadres of satanic power, and all the power of the enemy refers to every power Satan has. And Jesus is saying he has equipped every child of God, every disciple of his, with power to tread upon every level of satanic power including the power of satan himself treading on something speaks of submission it speaks of that thing submitting to you it speaks of you subduing it it speaks of the thing becoming downtrodden under your feet so jesus is saying satanic power of every category of all levels and satan himself shall be downtrodden under the power of the children of god under the power that god has given to his children under the power that jesus has given to his disciples and if you are one of them beloved this is your privilege this is your blessing this is your destiny don't shy away from it shine in it have faith in god and shine for christ in your generation by subduing every satanic power in your environment and everywhere you go hallelujah Remember, we have read in Revelation chapter 12 verse 9 before that the serpent refers to Satan. Don't forget. Let's go to John chapter 12 verse 31. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. Look at that. Jesus announced the termination of Satan's oppression. That he came to cast him out. To deliver humanity from his hands. The prince of this world in that place refers to Satan. To prove this to you, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and read verses 3 to 4. But if a gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. In this place, the apostle Paul calls him the God of this world, small g, small letter g. In John 12, 31, Jesus calls him the prince of this world. They are both talking about the same person, Satan. Second Corinthians says he is the one blinding the minds of those who do not believe, preventing them from seeing the light of Christ. Not because he's so powerful, but because they permit him. Men permit him to blind them because they are cooperating with him. They open their lives to him. You know, the Bible says men love darkness rather than light because they love the works of darkness, which Satan makes them to do. And that's why he's called the prince of this world or the god of this world because children of men enjoy walking in darkness which is the will of satan or which satan seduces them to do because they yield to him that's why he calls him their god it's not because he created anyone he's not a creator he's a creature but because they submit to him and allow him to rule over them that's why jesus calls him the prince of this world and that's why the apostle paul calls him the god of this world small letter g john chapter 3 verse 19 and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil that's it men love darkness the darkness that satan seduces them to do so they willingly gave themselves to the devil that's why the scripture refers to him as the prince of this world and the god of this world and whoever is blinded by satan is guilty for it because christ has brought his grace to the world the grace of christ the power of christ is present in the world to save everyone so whoever stays in the blindness of satan or permit satan to keep him blind is guilty for it because jesus has done everything necessary for everyone to be free from satanic blindness look at titus chapter 2 verse 11 for the grace of god that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men that's it the grace of god that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men yes not to a few people to all men that grace is present in the earth everywhere in the earth everywhere in the world for everyone to receive so whoever does not receive it is guilty of not receiving it let's go to john chapter 14 verse 30 hereafter i will not talk much with you for the prince of this world cometh and has nothing in me that's jesus speaking there the prince of this world of course refers to satan like we have said before 
and Jesus says he has nothing in him. That means Jesus is testifying he had lived a pure and holy life. Jesus is testifying here that Satan was not able to make him do any iniquity throughout his lifetime. Jesus is testifying here that Satan was not able to deposit any ungodliness or iniquity in his life, in his own life. So the blood that Jesus offered on the cross to save the race of Adam was pure and without blemish. And that's why Satan cannot stand that blood. That's why he falls every time you sprinkle the blood of Jesus. Every time you wield the weapon of the blood of Jesus, he must fall. He must flee because the blood is pure and without blemish. That's why whenever we call the name of Jesus, he must bow. He must bow and flee. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. That's talking about Christ. Yet without sin. The devil tempted him with all the power he had, yet Christ never committed any sin. So the blood he offered on the cross to save us was a perfectly pure blood that pleased the Father. Absolutely. Shout hallelujah! Let's look at John chapter 16 verse 11. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. Don't forget the prince of this world refers to Satan. He's already judged. He's already condemned. He's a condemned person before God. On the other hand, you are a justified person before God. So God is on your side. God is against the devil. He cannot stand before you. He can't withstand the power of the word of God, of the blood of Jesus, of the name of Jesus that God has given to you. If you resist him the way you should. James 4 verse 7 says, if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. That means he will run away from you in terror. James 4 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Beloved, if you resist him the way you should and you walk in the light, he will flee from you. Christ has done everything necessary for you to be more than a conqueror. Every minute, every second of your life. We stop here for today. Father, we bless your name for the word you have sent forth. What are the words in the hearts of the people? Let it save their souls into your kingdom. Let it make every one of your people a terror to the enemy. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. This word of life program is coming to you through the mouth of God's servant, Ulua Bamishi Akin of the Triumphant Church of Jesus Christ at 66A Lagos Abeokuta Expressway, Abekoko Ifo, Ogun State, Nigeria. For further Christian life help, contact 0805-501-6597, 0805-501-6597 by SMS or WhatsApp or email uluwabamishe akinduro at gmail.com, O-L-U-W-A-B-A-M-I-S-E-A-K-I-N-D-U-R-O at gmail.com, O-L-U-W-A-B-A-M-I-S-E-A-K-I-N-D-U-R-O at gmail.com. You can also call 003-842-4075, 003-842-4075 or 003-695-4678, 003-695-4678. Copies of this short sermon and other longer sermons in English language only can be sent to you free of charge by WhatsApp or email if you request for them. Join us for this Word of Life program, same day of the week, same time every week. Our Sunday morning service starts at 9 a.m. You are invited to fellowship with us. Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen and amen.